Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My name is Birdie and I'm a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. My name is Robert, and I'm an energy worker. That means I'm in tune with the flow of energies that surround us. I'm immersing myself in the paranormal to discover where my path will take me. Welcome to our Spirit Diaries. Welcome to the Spirit Diaries. My name is Birdie, and this is Season 4, Episode 3, and today I am here with my co-host. Hey everybody, my name is Robert, and I am an energy worker. Do you know what I just thought about? What? What if I called you my co-ghost? <laughs> Go home. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> can we do this? My name is Birdie Emmett, and I can't even do it. <laughs> All right, so we are in the middle of sharing our story about this horribly haunted apartment that we lived in. It was our first apartment, and it was very haunted. And a lot of you have been asking some questions, so we're going to answer some questions about the apartment before we jump forward a little bit. So we've been talking a lot about the mold situation that was happening in there. And I know mold is not paranormal. And a few of you asked, you know, do we know what kind of mold? And Robert got really sick and ended up in the hospital. So we actually, while we lived there, we tested the mold. Right. Yeah. We actually ended up ordering a mold testing kit offline. And when it came in, we had to scrape some of the mold off of the wall, put it in this special little like Petri dish. They had some tape that we had to sear it up, seal it up with. And then we put it in a prepaid envelope and sent it off to the company when we were done. And then they would send us back the lab results afterwards. Right. So we did the one where we sent an actual sample. And then we also did one where we had this Petri dish that we just left out in the right. apartment. And it had spores landed it and it grew all these little funguses in there. And then we sent that off for them to test as well. And we also did an air kit. Right. We did several different kits of several different things, testing air quality. We tested our water quality while we were there. We did the mold kit test. We, we did two of those. Radon as well. Oh, we did gas because mm -hmm. we were having the hallucinations. Right. And the mold came back that there it was only green mold. It was not harmful. The worst it could do was make your allergies flare up. Um, so Robert's sickness was a little odd having supposedly been caused by the mold. Um, we did look at medical records and they assumed it was the mold because we had told them there was mold growing on the walls. But that was not 
the diagnosis per anything they tested you for, which I misspoke or one of us misspoke. So we did double check the medical records that we have from that time. Right. And um, yeah, all the other tests came back normal. So we were testing to see if any of it was hallucinatory because at this time, even though like I know you guys probably think we were way more into the paranormal than we were at the time. We genuinely, like I said, did not talk about it. It was something that was very, very quiet in our lives. It was just something we didn't acknowledge. Right. I believe it was one of those things where we didn't want to talk about it because we didn't want to cause anything to happen or bring anything more or acknowledge anything and cause horrific things like we had had in our own pasts. Yeah. And I was still very much, I I didn't call myself a medium at this point in time. I I said I seen spirits, but I I would never, ever call myself a medium. I was not near that term of acceptance at all. I, I tried to ignore it as much as I could because I did not want to see the spirits. So we were very much skeptics. We tested everything we could and we tried to find a reasonable explanation for all of the stuff that was happening and we couldn't we couldn't prove it. We were we kept trying desperately to debunk it. Yeah, we tried every test we possibly could. In in addition to questioning the maintenance workers. Right. And I we we did everything we could to really try to put our finger on something of what was going wrong. And we know that, you know, mold is not a paranormal thing to happen mold happens everywhere but what was paranormal about this and why we're including the addition about the mold in this apartment is there was very strange things surrounding water so the kitchen was very active around water the bathrooms were very haunted around water we had the mold growing through the wall and the house was it was an apartment sorry the apartment was very moist and wet we had a dehumidifier and we were pulling out gallons and gallons and gallons of water from the air because of how humid it was daily (laughs) yes and we had a lot of water-based issues that ended up happening in the apartment Uh, for example our upstairs neighbor's water heater actually exploded at one point in time and flooded our entire floor. So we came home one day and it was like walking through a swamp or (laughs) just horribly like inches of water in the carpet. It was like sloshing as you walked through the room. Yes, it was genuinely inches in the carpet. And this is really interesting because we did live across from the swamp preserve and our apartment just kept becoming swampy. The environment inside of our apartment was almost as if it was trying to revert to how it was outside. Right. So that is why we're including this. It's very important. And it it was just that other facet of a haunting that I feel like most people don't think about. And I think this is why so many people can write off hauntings as, oh, it's just this or, oh, it's just that. Because it's very, it's very hard, you know, to tell that you're experiencing a haunting and where where is that line when do you go from skeptic to believer where is that point where you say 
what what is causing this? We right. we knew we were hallucinating, but we weren't. Right. And I, I think it comes down to we were skeptical the whole time and we were super willing to try to disprove ourselves every step of the way. We wanted to feel like, oh, man, we're just being crazy. This can't possibly be it. Let's find the explanation for what is possibly causing these things to happen. And there was never any scientific way we could recreate these things ever. Right. And in real life, outside of the paranormal, so very much in reality, you and I are both in STEM-based careers. Right. We went to college for STEM-based things. Right. We are STEM-based individuals. So we are very much not the type of people to jump to fanciful conclusions. I think we were both raised in schooling and in careers of you, you have to find the proof. Right. And, and we're also not people to create our own narratives. We're not someone who kind <laughs> yeah. of jumps into, okay, well, if this is happening, then that could mean this is happening and this. And it's like, no, it's, we're very whatever's happening in front of us Factual. is what we have to go off of. Right. Yeah, but I do think that helps us when we do come in contact with paranormal because I, I've always said this throughout the podcast that I think it's very good to be skeptical. I definitely hold nothing against skeptics. I know there's some mediums or there's some people who work in the spiritual field that are very against skeptics. And I, I think it's a good thing. I want to be skeptical all the time. And when I feel myself getting more into the woo-woo side of all of it, I always tell myself, you know, take a step back and get the evidence. Where's the evidence? I agree. And even when we look at any type of evidence or see something that someone else has found, I'm instantly looking for any way to disprove it or come up with some sort of answer as to why this was happening. Yes. Is this a funny look on the uh, a funny looking thing on the wall that ended up looking like a face behind the right, person it's a matrix scene. Um, was this a weird pipe issue that sounded like someone's voice traveling through the house absolutely I, I always want to find out like if there's anything possible that could be happening that could be a normal thing that could cause something we want to make sure that that is taken into account and looked at as far as possible yes so to continue on along our story, things were pretty much going the same. Like I said, we had confided in ourselves, uh, in each other, and we were both aware that things were happening, and we just tried to keep as level-headed as possible. The apartment got quite scary after we both had these feelings of self-harm in the apartment. Right. And... Uh, I very rarely tried to be home alone, but at this point I still did go home alone because we both worked quite crazy hours in college. We had crazy things happen with schedules and classes and there was just no way for us to be home at the same time always. Otherwise we would just not be sleeping. Right. With our schedules, whether that be work or classes or anything, we were always typically bypassing each other saying hey hi bye <laughs> or one of us was leaving and the other person didn't have anything to do until several hours later 
Yeah, so there was one time that I had nearly a whole entire day to myself in the apartment and I was okay with it. We had um, pet chinchillas at the time and so I wasn't completely alone. There was definitely other life in the house and they were very cool animals and they made me feel at home. I was home alone and I took a arts class one of my first semesters of college. So I had like three things of paint in the house and a spare canvas. I was not artsy. I did not paint at all, but I had to do it for this class. So I had these things there. When I was home, man, I vaguely remember this whole experience. So I'm going to say what I remember and then uh, Rob can chime in with how he came into this situation. So I don't remember setting up my canvas, um, but before I started painting, I had grabbed all of the CDs in our house, so old video games, old uh, music uh, CDs. I had grabbed them all, I ripped them all out of their case, and I stuck them to the wall in this butterfly pattern that created this mirror effect on this wall that looked down this hallway with all the doors um, and into our bedroom. Now that little section, like we said, with all those doors right there was sort of the hot spot of the apartment. It was very strange in that area. And I had put all these CDs there and it just created this weird feeling vortex between that hall to this uh, full bodied mirror that we kept in our closet, which we actually had at this point turned around because when you looked into that mirror, it was almost like you weren't even looking at yourself in the mirror. No, it was almost like distorted to the point of just super eerie. Like it was like, that's not me. Do you know when you look in a mirror that's actually like a camera, like almost like your selfie cam, how um, some phones have that like slight delay to where it's not exactly mirroring you. Right. That's how this mirror felt. It felt like <laughs> it felt like it was like an alternate dimension in there. Yeah, it almost felt like you were looking at yourself, but if someone was looking back that looked like you and Through they were your eyes. mimicking your movements. Yeah. Because it just didn't seem to flow completely correctly. It felt weird. We turned the mirror around and uh, it, it just, we didn't want to see the mirror anymore. But anyways, this CD wall created this weird sort of energy line between that wall and the mirror. So I'm home alone. I, I set up my canvas in front of that mirror wall. I put my back towards the hallway and I start painting and I go into this trance to where I I didn't want to paint. I wasn't in the mood to paint. It's not something I did. Like I said, this is definitely not something I did regularly, if at all. I only did it for that one project. Um, but I, I didn't even use paintbrushes, I don't think. I think I just took the tubes and I was like bashing the tubes into the canvas and I... 
I didn't feel like myself. I felt like I was out of my body watching myself and almost like somebody was telling me what to do. Um, I got this like urge that it was so big of an urge that you couldn't fight it. Um, but I got this urge that I needed to go grab newspaper and I remember going to the trash and we had gotten like spam mail or whatever in the, in the, um, mail. And I went in the trash and I dug it out and I ripped the newspapers and I found the letters P, A, I, and N. And I pasted those into this painting and bashed them in with paint. And then I got this really big feeling that I needed to, <sighs> this is so weird. I got this feeling that I needed to put my hair into the painting. And I went into the bathroom and I had this compulsion to just like rip out my own hair and put it in. But the sane part of me was like, this is insane. Do not rip out clumps of your hair to put it in this painting. What are you doing? Um, so I, I still felt the urge incredibly much. So I took hair out of my hairbrush to put in the painting because that to me felt like I was fulfilling this compulsion I was feeling. But I had that little bit of sanity left to not harm myself and not rip out my own hair. And I'm jamming this hair into the painting. And right before I was done, I took red paint and just slashed and put all these cuts all over this painting. And th that's the last thing I remember. So after that, I <sighs> was away for a few hours that day and I came home. And I remember walking in and the apartment was like super dark. It was super weird. Um, I remember Birdie wasn't in the room because when you first walk into our apartment, you walk directly into the living room and then I could see that mirror wall. So I seen the mirror wall and I seen that there was like a small canvas painting sitting on the ground, like on the carpet propped up against that wall. And I wasn't sure where Birdie was. She was not anywhere I could see and the first thing I seen was just the painting and I walked walked over to the painting and the painting was terrifying looking it was it was very abstract with lots of red and lots of black but I could see the strands of hair in the painting and looking at the painting you could almost see it looked like just everywhere in the painting were like faces that were screaming in like agony. That scared me because when you eventually found me, I was in the other room and, and do you, do you remember? You were sitting in the bedroom in the dark and I'm pretty sure you were just like sitting on the floor on the other side of the bed, like, in the fetal position kind of like just knees tucked up to your chest and just sitting in the dark and I remember going in and like are you okay what happened like what's going on and you were super out of it see I don't I don't remember anything until 
I remember you being there with the lights on. I do remember the lights turning on. I don't remember being in the dark. I don't remember anything past the cuts on the canvas. Um, and I remember walking out there with you and you being like, what did you do? What is this? And I looked at it and it was almost like I was seeing it for the first time. Right. I, I knew I had done it, but looking at it, I, I was like, holy crap, this is creepy. Like right. it was, it creeped me out. I didn't, I, I, I started like shaking. I started having an anxiety attack. Hyperventilating. Because I, it was almost like it was a dream. Right. Like I, I didn't, I didn't, it, it was so disconnected from your own mind and reality that it was, it was horrifying. And you did point out there was all these like demon faces in it. Right. And I did not paint that. I was genuinely taking and jamming the paint into the canvas as uneloquently as anyone could. And there were without a doubt, not even matrixing. There was these tortured souls in this painting and we took it instantly and we left the apartment and we threw it in the dumpster and that was the end of that painting. If I didn't know that the intent was just abstract, I would have thought that the painting was done by someone who was trying to make it look like a hellscape. Like it was... <sighs> demonic faces it was tortured just in pure agony screaming faces and souls and it was blood red and it genuinely looked like a hellscape almost like if someone took a photo of like a portal into hell that's what it 100% looked like to me it's really scary too because as I learned you know later in life a lot of people do trance work right um, and that was definitely trance like that was influenced and it wasn't me um and unfortunately that opened up a big doorway for spirits to learn how to communicate with me through art yep so after that experience i was never in that apartment alone again for the rest of our time there and I pretty much did the same. I, I wouldn't stay there for very long. I would go grab whatever I needed and then head back out. So we definitely were never home. Uh, when you were at work, I would live in the campus library. And we began, you know, taking naps there and eating there and sleeping there and living there as much as we could until we were both off of work, which was sometimes 1, 2, 3 a.m. in the right. morning and going back to the apartment and getting what rest we could. Yeah, we ended up finding all the darkest, quietest parts of campus. And from around <laughs> 6.30 in the morning, we'd get up and leave the apartment and we wouldn't be home until super late. Even if that meant several hours throughout the day, we were just killing time on campus. We'd find a place and curl up and take a nap or yeah. do some homework or whatever needed to be done but it wasn't done at the apartment and this started making the environment in the apartment even worse the less we were there the more it seemed to fester and almost like attack when we got back in the apartment the feeling felt like the apartment was filled 
with water. The mold was getting worse. It just felt so thick, almost like you could reach out and grab the air and you would see a mass in your hand. It was just thick, gross, goopy energy in the apartment that was palpable. Yes. So the mold kept getting worse. Despite how much we scrubbed it, it would come back overnight and be double. Right. It, it was growing at an unnatural organic speed. And it was almost like the mold became a way of taunting us to where the wall would be clean at night. And the next morning, it would be three cookie sheets wide. And we're not talking about clean with just like a rag or something. We were using pure bleach and we were scrubbing down the wall with pure bleach every single night. And it would literally be back the next day. So we went to the office and we told them they had to take care of this problem. The solution was for them to knock out the wall and move the wall a few inches away from this pipe that they thought was causing the mold. They thought the pipe was too close to the wall. So their solution was just knock down the wall, not not do anything to the pipe, but move the wall three inches out. And in this process, we had to leave. They did not give us any money to leave the apartment. We had nowhere to go. Our families kind of gave us the middle finger. So the closest family we could find was a few states away. So we left for a week. And after leaving the apartment for that week, we felt great. Yeah, it was like we felt like our old selves again. I had no depression. I had no will to harm myself. I was very happy and go lucky like any 18 year old should be. Same here. I had no weird feelings or any uncomfortability. I was just back to a normal jokey chill self. You weren't even raging. There was nothing. It was no. just pure happiness. Even despite this really horrible situation we were in to where we couldn't even be home for a week. Right. It was this just elation and freedom and pure pure euphoria that we were out. And I think at this point, we started realizing that there was something even worse in the, in the apartment than we thought because it was manipulating our emotions, which is something I had not really experienced before with spirits. Right, and we didn't even realize it until this point in time. That there was something more there that was affecting our personality, which was horrifying to think about. Very. Well, that's all we have for you this episode. I do want to say we are working on bringing some new perks to our Patreon page. So for anybody who wants to support this podcast and see it grow and go further, see us do investigations, help fund new equipment, all those fun sorts of things, definitely check out our Patreon page. We are really working on building that and making sure that we offer some cool perks to make it worth your while. And of course, we appreciate any support to the podcast from leaving us a rating to subscribing to telling your friends about it. So we really appreciate all the things you do to help keep this podcast moving forward. And uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Anything else that you want to add before we go? 
And don't forget to check out the merch for the podcast. We have super cool t-shirts and they're all original designs by Birdie. So if you want to help rep the podcast, go grab one. And say thank you to the demon because he's the reason why I learned how to do art. Just don't thank him too hard. You don't want to bring him. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I shouldn't have said that. Jesus fucking Christ. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. What am I talking about? Oh, this is gross. Just leave it there. Oh, don't think anything. I just, I think it's, I don't think it's cool. What, what am I trying to say? I think it's strange that there's an origin story to how the the merch kind of got started yeah and it's a dark one very i'm trying to make it light i'm trying to be like yeah it's cool yeah say thank you no like i i I don't uh, i don't know how to feel it's making light of a bad situation (sighs) oh okay well that's it uh i hope you enjoyed this And we will see you all in the next episode where things just keep amping up and it gets it gets crazy. So thank you all for listening to the Spirit Diaries. Thank you.